0: G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. This is the last Friday Seen and Heard episode for a couple of weeks, uh, but like I've been saying, don't worry, I'm actually not going away in terms of the podcast. I mean, I'm going away, but all I'm doing is I'm sharing some more interviews over the next couple of weeks while I'm having a break. I'm trying to do like a full-on digital detox. I don't know how well I'm gonna go with that, but at least try to not, do the whole social media thing. So I'll be posting, as, as you'll hear about in today's live stream, I'm going to be posting stuff and I'm going to be sharing content, but I'm actually not going to be on the other side of it. So today was a lot of fun. What we talked about in today's live stream was a whole bunch of stuff because I didn't ask me anything episode. So essentially I had some questions that people had submitted uh, and then I had some people join me for the live stream and we just chatted about brand building stuff so um, shout out to Ricardo Gutierrez for asking me an awesome question that we kicked off with which was about as you hear in a minute what to do with your online visibility when you're going on a break which just suited me so well <laughs> because I was like that's literally what I'm doing at the moment um, and and yeah and then thank you also to Shamima Actor uh, who asked me a couple of other questions and then thank you to Karen Cleary who was there throughout the whole conversation it was awesome to get to know you Karen and thank you also to Darren Virapa who uh, commented and uh, tuned in as well and for the people who didn't ask questions but just kind of were more quiet that's cool next time ask a question I'd love to hear from you guys all right so um, we'll get on to the main part of the episode in just a second before we do that And if you've heard this a million times before and you don't want to hear it again, that's cool. You can like fast forward like 60 seconds or so. But if you haven't yet taken action, if you haven't yet rated and reviewed the show, which I know a bunch of people haven't because I can see the stats. I know who you are. Um, Please take a moment to rate and review the show. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, massive, just like what you think of the show. Hopefully it's five stars. And uh, a little comment about what you think about the show on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know how to do that, uh, there is like, it's pretty simple instructions on Google on how to do that. Also, you can just reach out to me on LinkedIn or whatever and be like, hey, I'm trying to rate and review the show. Don't know how to do that. Can you help? And and I'll help. Um, I know that's a little bit more effort, but I'd really appreciate it if you're a regular listener and you're enjoying this. Uh, The other thing is, if you want to go the extra mile to support the show. If you're finding this super useful, if you're like, this podcast means that I can save money, I can be more effective, I can grow my business, and you're reaping the rewards of being a regular listener, please consider buying me a cup of coffee on ko Ko-fi. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. a lot of the time, if people do buy me a coffee, they'll buy me a few, which is just like so awesome and kind. So thank you to people who have done that. Um, but you can do it as like a once a month thing, which is the best. That's like super helpful because then it's like, okay, this is what's coming in every month. Um, or you can buy me a whole bunch of coffees or you can buy me one. And if you're like, look, I don't have a lot of money, one cup of coffee, that's cool. Uh, if you're like, Lauren, I'm really struggling. I can't really afford to buy you a cup of coffee. That's okay. I don't want you to feel guilty about that. <laughs> it's all right. We cool. I hope you uh, I hope you You keep listening to this so you can grow your business and brand and uh, be in a better position soon. Oh, and a little teaser for you, if you, for listening all the way through to the end of this podcast, I'm going to share with you everything I've got coming up on the next two weeks and why you should listen. So if you're keen to, Find out more about that. Stay till the end and I'll walk you through what episodes and interviews and content will be uh, on the show over the next couple of weeks. All right, guys, there might be a little quick ad break here and then we'll get on to the main part of the show. Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. I'm doing an Ask Me Anything this morning. I'm really excited about it, a little bit nervous. I've got some questions lined up already in case it takes a while for people to ask questions. I've actually got enough that if no one asks me a question... I think this would still be actually a pretty interesting live stream. So um, let's kick things off. And as we're going, look, I'm going to prioritize people listening to the live in terms of questions. So even though I have a few questions lined up, if you guys ask a question, that gets prioritized because you're the ones that are here showing up for the live stream. All right, let's get into it. So I think I can show this on my bottom. Yeah, look at that. So uh, Ricardo Guiterra asked me, and thanks, Ricardo, for this question, because uh, Ricardo asked me this uh, just a few hours ago as I was kind of promoting the live stream. So really appreciate this. He said, what's your advice for a business owner who is in the process of creating systems and procedures? However, these are not in place just yet, but they want or for some special reason, are forced into having a break. Many things within the business are still relying on them. The visibility will perhaps stop during that time. How should they approach this situation? So I've just um, summarised this as like having, and I think I can hide that now, yeah, If you're having a break when the business is still relying on you, what do you do? Now there's a lot to consider here and I'm going to approach this from the online visibility brand perspective, not so much from the running the business side of things because that's not really my jam. So there's a few things we need to think, well there's actually lots of things that we need to think about. It's really going to depend on the situation so you know firstly like i'm going on a break for two weeks i told you guys that right uh when i promoted this post earlier i'm going on a break for two weeks uh does that mean i'm going to be silent during the two weeks no does that mean i'm going to be posting stuff no so uh what i've done is basically i've got a bank of content right just like you have a bank of money i have a bank of content that like i've about like Easily four months including like podcasts, YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff. And then after that, I've also got more content that I could use that repurposes that. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I think I might have five months worth of podcasts, but that's it, right? So a two-week break is like nothing. I just schedule my podcasts to go out over the two-week period. I've let my audience know, hey, like I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks. So what you're going to get over the next two weeks is interview content. Uh, The other thing is that you want to think about, well, like how much, like if you're you're building online visibility while you're away, is that going to actually disrupt things? Like is that worse, right? So what I did because my break was planned and we'll talk about breaks that aren't planned in a second, but because my break is planned, I was like, right, this is everything I need to get done before I go on break. This is all the content I need to line up. This is how I'm going to schedule my posts all that kind of stuff. So I don't have a VA. I did have a VA. I, I don't have a VA now because of COVID. I do everything pretty much myself. Like I edit all of my content. And Ricardo and I have actually talked about this before <laughs> and the pros and cons of doing that. For me, I'm like, I have the time and moment, so I'm going to do that. And actually, that in some ways, that makes it easier for me to go on a break because I can work towards a deadline. So it's like, right, that's the deadline. That's what I'm going to do. Having said that, uh, it's also worth, even if you're a business of one, having everything recorded and accessible for anyone to access. So, for instance, like I use Airtable to track like all my content and where where it's at. I have my video files all on the cloud, and they're organized by month, and they're organized by what's been published and what hasn't been published. So you should, from day one, be setting up your business so that if someone needs to come in and look at what's going on, it's pretty easy for them to do that. I don't think that's a matter of being a small business owner and then one day deciding to have processes. I think we start thinking about that from day one. It's such an important part of our business to, to be organised, right? But in terms of the outsourcing piece, well, if you're going on a planned break, you could look at outsourcing. But for me, I'm kind of like what's a cost-benefit analysis, right? Like I can still keep my podcast going. I can still put schedule content to go out. I'm not going to have TikTok videos go out for the next two weeks. That doesn't really matter that much to me. Um, That's fine. And then the other point I made is like, again, this is for a planned break. Um, So you don't want to, if you're not going to be able to deliver services over The time that you're on break, you probably don't want to be doing like product promotions, right? You don't want that kind of online visibility, but what you might be doing is more like just like keeping stuff sort of going out as like what we call always on content so there's actually three different types of content that you're putting out there well I mean this is how marketers kind of look at it anyway if you're listening to this on the podcast later essentially what I'm doing is drawing like an x-axis and a y-axis with my hands right so on the x-axis we have time and on the y-axis we have activity so over the period of like 12 months essentially what marketers look at is they look at okay We have to have content that's always on and going out all the time throughout the year. So what activities are we doing all the time that's going out every single day that keeps our brand top of mind, just keeps us consistently going out there? And if you listen to my podcast episode on the seven rules for brand growth from Professor Byron Sharp, we talk about that as well. So that's really, really important, right? Um, Then the next thing you want to do is look at, okay, so I've got my always on content going out. And that's the content for me that I'm keeping going out while I'm away. Um, Then you have your campaigns. So your campaigns kind of do more like this. They have like peaks and troughs. So again, if you're listening this, I'm just drawing peaks and troughs in my hands. So you might have, oh, I'm going to launch this. Thanks, Darren. Darren just said very good point. Consistency wins. Yes, it does. It's very important. So we have that always on stuff, but then we might be like, I'm going to launch something. Actually, this is the same for me as well. I'm launching something when I come back. I'm launching something in October. I've let a few people know about it, but it's, I'm doing like a soft launch. So it's not going to be like, oh, I've got this product out there, like bang, like hit it really hard. It will be more like there's this product now that's out there. And then I start reaching out to my network and letting them know about it. I don't, because my business is small, so I don't want to have this like massive amount of people suddenly coming to me. That's not the business I want to build. So if you want to build a business where you have rapid growth, then you would be looking at a different strategy. So Ricardo, again, back to your point, it's sort of like, well, what are the systems and procedures you're putting in place and why? Like what type of business are you trying to build? Are you building like a lifestyle business where you kind of like my business fits around my life? Or are you building like, a a scalable I want to sell this one day business with a massive team like for me I'm not interested in having a massive team like I like being able to work on my own and maybe have some VA support if and when I need it so okay so for me I want a soft launch I'm like that's happening in October November December I'll be actually pushing out more content that focuses on that but that won't be always on content that's going to be content that's specifically promoting that campaign. So that campaign has a theme around it. It's shorter. It's like a little burst and it's not stuff that you're seeing in my always on content and shouldn't compromise my always on content. So it shouldn't be like, oh, now you're only hearing promotional stuff from me. It's like, now here's my campaign sort of piece. So obviously if you're going on leave or you're going on break, you don't want to plan a campaign for when you're away. Like that would be silly. So online visibility wise, yeah, you can keep a few things going out, probably pick the channels that you're most active on and just have some content scheduled to go out there. If you don't have a content bank, if you don't have the ability to schedule stuff in advance, that's something you should work towards. Um, I, I kind of like it sort of like trying to have a break without money. Like you you don't just go, I'm going to have a break for a couple of weeks and I've got no money in the bank. Like, how am I going to eat? It's kind of the same thing with content. It's like, well, if you haven't got anything to go out there, that means you're creating content like every day that's like new, that isn't kind of already there for you to access. Um, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> you got to have content in the bank. That's why I put together, and this is actually what I'm launching October, October, is a different sort of way of hacking essentially your content marketing so you can have three months worth of content at least in like from doing a half a day sort of recording Um, that becomes really really valuable for exactly these kinds of things where you want to take a break or focus on something else in the business Karen you said loving the color-coded books (laughs) yeah I've got some OCD tendencies too I have to I'm just going to have a little tangent here Karen and say that this, this bookshelf, I had to go through a little bit of pain to put this bookshelf together because, so I'm like really scared of cockroaches, right? And I live in Wollongong, so we get lots of those like big cockroaches here and we're coming in summer, so they're gonna come back. Anyway, I was like, I have to have something visually interesting to look at. I'm gonna color code my bookshelf because I used to do it in like um, alphabetical order. Anyway, so as I was doing it, this massive cockroach just like jumps out at me. <laughs> And then I was like, ah, and so then I went to go and flick it and then it jumped onto another part of me and it was like a, one of those flying ones and it freaked me out. So there was actually a bit of pain and agony that went into doing this, but um, yeah, I think the results are, are quite good. It's a bit of a conversation starter as well. Okay. So let me go back to this, this thing. So we talked about like always on content and then you've got these campaign bursts that you want to time when you're going to be able to really focus on the campaign, right? So you need to think about that. How's that going to fit in with everything else that I'm doing? If you're in the middle of trying to like systemize things and operationalize things, and you haven't got that admin stuff sorted yet, probably don't want to be doing a campaign. You're probably more going to be like, I'm just going to rely on my like sales to try to like my, you know, going out and actually approaching people and prospecting rather than doing like a online marketing campaign. If, if that's where you're at. Um, Okay. And then the, the third sort of type of online visibility marketing activity is you have like your tentpole ones, like your big, like oh, I'm going to do this webinar like every three months. And it takes time and energy and marketing and campaigning as well. But it's sort of more like this is like a big activity. So you might only do it like every three months max or every six months or even once a year. Uh, it might be like you have a yearly event that you do. Um, maybe you're doing it digitally this year that would be like your tent pole activity that's like it has its own kind of thing it doesn't again disrupt your campaigns it doesn't disrupt your always-on content it's it's like its own kind of thing now the other part of ricardo's question is like the forced break situation so if you're like suddenly in this situation where you're like i have to take leave what do you do well i mean I think if it's kind of like one of those things that you're like, I'm a small business owner and I've been in an accident or something like that, like, it's probably like, not even that big, like, why would you be growing your business then? Like, <laughs> I kind of think like, well, in those situations, if it's something really dramatic, I wouldn't be too worried about my online visibility. If it's kind of like you're sick or something, again, like, I think that kind of comes first. Um, And fortunately we live in a country where we can get support when those things happen, not saying it's perfect, but like generally, generally in Australia, like you can get support if, if you need it. Right. Um, Karen Cleary said, I love, we have um, (laughs) cockroaches in Sydney too. They love paper. Also really appreciate your content idea of systemization, banking content. For me, it's about um, being ready, flexible, but ready. And I'm, I'm there slowly. Yeah, I agree. It really is. That's such a good point, Karen. Like, being flexible is is part of this, right? Where small business owners, I mean, I've been running my own business for over four years now, and this is the first time I'm taking a planned break. And I really had to think about how am I going to take two weeks completely off, like off the grid off, right? Um, and it's hard. It's hard to do. But um, I think... It is worth, if you can, having some content that still goes out there. And, you know, I mean, literally I'm setting it up this afternoon. Like I'm just going to go on buffer, schedule a bunch of stuff on there, let the people that, you know, I've already let most of the people in my network know. And I'm thinking I'll probably just change my LinkedIn header and say like, you know currently on annual leave because I don't want people to think that I'm not answering them or not connecting with them. so I think I'm just gonna say like you know, I'll still have my main part of my headline say currently on annual leave, um, you know, book a call to be in touch with me when I get back or something like that. like you know, I don't think there's anything that for two weeks people <laughs> kind of wait for, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go silent if if you don't have to, maybe just like ramp the activity down. Um, a little bit. So Ricardo, thanks for your question. That was an awesome one. I really appreciate that. Um, Guys, if you have questions, by the way, this isn't ask me anything. And like I said, the people watching this live are my priority. I do have some other questions though. (laughs) (laughs) This um, question actually really nicely follows off from, I don't know if it's going to show it. I think it will. Yeah. Okay. Shamima Akta said, what is the importance of consistent branding for your brand? Okay. So, um, awesome question. Love that. And it ties in nicely with what we were just talking about. So there's a different, there's a few different things you need to think about with consistency. So there's like the frequency of how often you're going out, which is what I was talking about before, like the always on content, right? So always on. You know, depending again on your business and how much you want to grow and stuff like that, I would say like on LinkedIn, if you're a small business owner or a consultant like me, you want to be posting at least three times a week, if not five, but that's frequency, right? That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is actually consistently looking like you, like looking like your brand, because if you suddenly have something, and I've seen this heaps, Right. If you suddenly have something that looks like so different that people can't even tell that it's you or your brand or your product, then they're just going to be like, cool, great content doesn't attach at all to brand building. It just attaches to content. So this is, again, why I love the idea of having a bank of audiovisual content because audiovisual content is me. No one else really looks like me. Actually, apparently I read another uh, stat the other day that said, Um, there's like two people in the world who may look like you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there probably is, but maybe they're probably not doing the same thing as I'm doing. So it's like unique, right? Having your face and your voice and people getting to know you and your mannerisms, like personal branding wise, audio visual content is where it's at. Like it, it's just so much more powerful. It's so easy to use. It's so easy for people to um, create content that's audio visual, um, especially now with like, I'm just doing a live stream, right? I can take this, I can chop it up. I can use it in heaps of different ways. I can get blog articles written about it if I want to. I can get my podcast out there. This turns into a podcast, right? So much we can do when we have audio visual content. So personal brand building wise, I'm like, that's pretty much solving that consistency issue, but like, okay, I have this bookshelf in the background, right? So if I suddenly got rid of this bookshelf and like put something red there, that would kind of look weird for me because I my branding's like blue and pink and stuff. So you'd be like, that doesn't quite fit. That doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to change things up, but you just want to think about that in terms of consistency as well. I'm just going to go back to Shamima's question. Yeah, so I think the the big thing to understand is like if your brand isn't clearly your brand and isn't clearly in your voice, you're just, you're, you're basically raising awareness about the category or the product, but you're not really raising awareness for you specifically. So for instance, if like I didn't have me on here and you didn't see me and I just put up like quote posts and it was like something that just someone said about branding, then yeah, it's going to make you think about branding. Like, Oh, that's a cool quote about branding or personal branding or thought leadership or whatever. But I just put it as like black and white, black and white aren't even my colors. And you just see that on LinkedIn or you see that wherever it's like, it doesn't attach to me. So it might get people who are interested in, in purchasing my services thinking about it but then they're probably going to just go to the person who they already know so it's like i'm building awareness for the the product but not me if that makes sense so it's extremely important to brand building to have a consistent look and feel to have a consistent you know have your colors like colors are hugely important the way you talk all of that kind of stuff and like i said um you know really If you want to hack that, I love growth hacks. If you want to hack that, use yourself. Okay, next question also from Shamima was what steps are essential to creating a personal brand? Now, this was something I went through a while ago, but I talked about it in reference to thought leadership, which is a little bit different. So I did an awesome interview with Bill Sherman earlier this week and we talked about that. He actually talked about that difference between personal branding and thought leadership. And what he was saying was for personal branding, it's more about like building awareness of yourself, where with thought leadership, it's more around building awareness around an idea. So the idea is bigger than you with personal branding. It's like you use the ideas to build your personal brand, if that makes sense. So we'll talk about personal branding, but I'm actually still gonna pull up. Oh, now I have to use technology. Okay. (laughs) Let's see how we go here. Okay, I don't wanna share my entire screen. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's see how we go with that. Ah, Awesome. Okay, so I would say, I have said this is the six steps to becoming a thought leader, but it's actually pretty similar for personal branding. It's going to be the subtleties within this that change. So thanks Ramima for the question because I have like planned content for this, which is awesome. Okay. So the first thing is you need to define your contribution. This is like every this is foundational, everything that builds off what we're doing. And I think, you know, like we're at a point now in society where really, oh, some, so, sorry, Karen, I just saw your your um, question. For those not comfortable with live stream or video content, uh, what then? Yeah, okay, so let me answer that question first, Karen, I'll come back to this. Um, sorry, I didn't see the comment. <laughs> um, okay, so you audio visual content is a really good hack Um, What I've done and created because of exactly that reason, Karen, is, and I know not everyone has live streaming access either, is in my process of interviewing people for the past three years now, I think, well, like longer, I've interviewed people for like 10 years, but I used to be like behind the camera a lot more. Um, And then I put myself out in front of a camera and I did the thing where I just one day went like, I'm just going to do this. And like, because... It was like, for me, it was the compulsion of like, I need to get stuff out there so much that like, it's, it's the fear is like not as important to me. Like, yes, I'm scared, but me doing this feels more important. And I think this actually ties in nicely with this define your contribution, because when you're talking about something you're passionate about and you really care about, like it sort of becomes like this weighing thing. If it's not enough for you to go, I actually need to put myself out there on camera then maybe you need to think about is that contribution really something that is meaningful and drives you? Because I think when we have something that scares us and really drives us forward, we will do those things that we might not otherwise do. So for me, that's part of what I would say. But live streaming, yeah, like on LinkedIn, not everyone has access to that. So then what? Um, The thing that I discovered about conversation was that that was a more useful way of getting all that like, like I love working with people who are like super smart and like have, have a bit of that reservedness because I think a lot of people who are smart actually do that more. I think when we're smart, you know, we fall prey to things like the Dunning-Kruger effect, which I've talked about on the show before, where we kind of go, oh, I don't want to like, put myself out there because I know how much I don't know. Can I even really call myself an expert? The only people I see who say that are people who actually know their well, without wanting to swear um, their stuff, right, (laughs) knowing their stuff. Um, They're the people who ask that, uh, which is so interesting. So for me, I'm really passionate about shining a light on people who I just feel like I'm like, you have such great ideas. You have so much to contribute to the world. And how do we get all of this amazing, like sort of buried treasure out into the world. How can we do that? And what I discovered through interviewing is that with people who said to me, I'm so scared of getting on camera, when it came it came to actually having a discussion, they were much more comfortable because these are people who've built their business off having sales calls, being on the phone or doing Zoom calls, all that kind of stuff or being face-to-face with people and getting asked questions. And so what i found is that when we ask people questions, We can really get that content out there. So for people who are interested in that, that's what my ebook is all about. It's about the six sort of interview formats that I use to get like the best stories out of really smart people who might also feel a bit camera shy. Um, If you are like, there's no way I'm ever going on camera alone. Like it will never happen. Firstly, I have had clients that say that to me and we still get them on camera and they're awesome. They like smash it on LinkedIn. But if you're like, no, 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 I can't see that. The other thing I say to people is I'm like, look, if you really feel like you couldn't get in front of the camera and have a conversation with me and answer answer stuff, blogging, great option, but don't do the LinkedIn article thing where you put up, uh, sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, (laughs) where you put an article up and then you share it from that article page because it gets like no reach, no engagement. It's it's not great. Um, You want to look at things like Medium, you can do stuff on LinkedIn, but share it via a post. Don't share it directly from that article page. Um, You can have a blog on your website. That's great. These are great things for SEO as well. So they have actually a much more sustaining effect. If you, you know, work with an SEO consultant, like it's literally the best digital marketing tool we have is like for for getting ourselves out there as SEO. Um, And then Karen, you said... I hear you I'm feeling this too I want to contribute to the laneway of children um of children and helping those with diverse and complex needs yes reserved absolutely where do I find the ebook oh it's just in my featured links on my profile um page but if you like I can jump on a a chat with you after this and I'll just send it to you directly if that's easier I'll put it I'll put a link into this after the show actually because I think it's like yeah I'm so passionate about this Karen (laughs) as you can probably tell, because I'm like, I want smart people to be telling their stories. And I'm sick of seeing all this, like, n- not not the smartest advice and not the smartest kind of ideas that just kind of like, you know, there's a lot of BS out there. There's so much BS. We need more diversity in the in the content that's out there because there's a lot of information, but a lot of it's not very good. Okay. To get back to um, Shamima's question, I'm just going to finish sort of walking through these steps. So, um, and again, guys, if you have questions, I mean, I'll probably end this live stream actually relatively soon. So (laughs) if you do have questions, ask them now. Um, Okay. So define your contribution, make sure it's something you can talk about, like till the cows come home. Like if it's not something that you want to spend the rest of your life talking about, and be, and sort of advocating for I mean not the rest of your life but the rest of your business life then it's like is that really what you want to do then from then from there develop your story so once we have that idea of like what your contribution is your reason to exist It's a lot easier to develop your story, but I see a lot of people actually jumping to this step where they try to craft their content for people listening. I'm walking through six steps and I'm pointing at things. So the third step is craft your content. And that's what I see a lot of people jump to, um, and then develop their story. Maybe if they're more savvy and they've got, they're working with a brand consultant or a marketer, they'll develop their story. But I see a lot of people skipping step one. And this is like that Simon Sinek golden circle stuff, like why this is this is your why why are you doing this and really if you if you get into that and dig into that it's like everything else becomes so much easier for us when it comes to sharing your story with the world okay so develop your story this is really about those there's these different types of stories you can tell the most typical one that everyone goes to is that hero's journey and that's it that's a good one to tell just make sure as I say, like every time I talk about this, you remember that your customer is the hero and you're the guide. So you're always starting with your customer situation and what they need. But there's other types of ways to tell your story. Um, I tend to do like your core story is going to outline that hero's journey, looking at where someone's at and where you're going to take them to. But it's going to depend a little bit on on where you're at and what you've, you've already done. Okay, then after you do that, Then you start crafting your content because if you just start putting your, I, I literally had a conversation with someone earlier this week where he was like, okay, like what, what do I need to start putting out there? And I was like, well, why, what's your value proposition? And then we sat down and we looked at the value proposition and it was like, what's the promise? What's the promise to your customers? Okay. Now we've got that now your content becomes so much easier. And also, even in terms of how we're going to craft this content, like if you're selling something that's about building community, in this case, this is what it was about, it's about building community. So I was like, we're not going to use you and I, we're going to use we, we're going to use our, like we're going to use that language. We're going to be inviting people to join something because this is what the the promise is, right? So it actually changes our language. That's your Your content will be guided by this contribution you're going to make then find your channels. So this is like an ongoing thing a little bit, because what I usually say to people is I'm like, find your first channel. Like for me, it was, it wasn't LinkedIn, but then I realized LinkedIn was really good. So then I like honed in on that. Um, You might want to focus on one or maybe two channels, get really good at that and then diversify rather than trying to do like six channels badly at the beginning. So if you're in business business space, LinkedIn has the Highest website traffic driver if you're sharing articles and things like that. And also, I think because we can actually look at people's profiles and things like that, we get a, a better sense of someone from a professional standpoint than we get on other social media channels. So, my go to for most of my clients who are in the B2B space is like LinkedIn. Okay, consistently deliver. We've been talking about this the whole time. You've got to be consistent, you've got to keep putting good content out there. If you're going to go away, keep putting content out there, have a content bank. and then keep improving. Sorry, Karen, I just saw your comment. You said, uh, love that. Thank you. I can see the passion need the inspiration to move. Yeah. I've, I almost feel like we need to have a conversation now, Karen, because I'm like, it sounds like you're doing cool things. I'm definitely going to be looking at, at your profile afterwards to find out what you're doing. But yeah, I am. I'm su- super, super passionate about this. And yeah, you have to find your channels, but don't find all of them. Like, uh, you know, I spoke to Louise Cash last week and we had the best chat about like naming your business and naming your brand and we were going into neuroscience and we we're like completely noting out as awesome. And she was like at the end of it, I was like, look, how can people find out about you? And she's like, look, I know I should be on the other channels, but I'm just on LinkedIn, you know, and I've got a website. LinkedIn website. I'm writing books. That's that's how I contribute to the world. That's working for her. Cool. Like why, why? It's just like I like having my life. <laughs> so I don't want to be on 50 million channels. Fair call, right? Um, So consistently deliver. I'm not going to, you know, bang on about that too much. And then the final thing is keep improving. So your content isn't a set and forget thing. Like I've changed how I've even changed how I'm doing my content today. So like, the way my camera set up today is different to like every other week I've done that, and what I found in my like content marketing journey was I used to resist this, right? So I used to resist changing things up because I didn't want to admit that what I was doing before could actually be better, and I heard this like great advice from one of my clients uh, just yesterday actually, where he's saying, you know, if you really want to be successful. At the end of the day, you write down three things that you did well and then you write down three things that you could improve on. And I think that's the thing. We have to acknowledge how far we've come. We have to acknowledge how much we've grown. And in doing that, we also need to be brave enough to go, this is how I'm going to change things because this thing isn't working for me. So what I like to do with this, and this is the the, the scientist in me, <laughs> is – document what's happening analytics wise. Look at it. Like I look at my analytics probably every day, probably not healthy, actually. I'm going to try to not do that for the next two weeks. Document what's actually going, going on, where, where are things working and where are things not working and how can you improve that? And you'll be amazed. Like I look at stuff I did three months ago and I'm like, it feels like two years ago. Like when I was in an office job, I'm like the amount of growth that I do in three months in terms of looking at things, changing things, making them better, building my audience, networking in new ways, finding new products and innovating is so much faster and also easier than when I worked in an office job. And so as a result, two years working in a in an office job, I'd have the same amount of growth career-wise that now I get in like three months because I'm so like... Um, I guess I've realized this hack about if you keep improving, you can, you can grow a lot faster and you stay ahead of other people as well. Karen, you said inconsistency has been my issue. It is such a big issue for everyone. Like I, I honestly, like I'm inconsistent sometimes too, you know, um, I think we're human. (laughs) So (laughs) that's kind of, you know, part of it. But um, I, I think it's sort of like if you have some, it's actually part of like another model that I have around. Like you have to have um, sort of these five different elements to to uh, make your mark in the world, right? Actually, uh, it's going to be too hard for me to pull up, but I'll just take this one off. Um, I'm going a bit over time, but I really think it's worth explaining this. So, let me see if I can remember all the five ingredients. So we have: you need story, you need skill set, you need strategy. You need self awareness, and you need success habits. So it's really important that we have these um, success habits that we're we're working towards. So what I started off doing, I think I did it about a year ago, is I just drew myself like up a little KPI table for myself in my business of one, and I was like, okay, what are my what are my KPIs? I want to be sharing at least three posts a week on LinkedIn. Um, I want to be sharing at least three posts a week on Instagram. I don't do that now. I'm not, I think I do accidentally, but I don't mean to. I just reshare TikTok stuff. Um, I want to have like a blog post going out every two weeks. I want to have, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is what I'm going to put out there. And then once I had sort of like, because I knew what best practices were. So I just looked at best practices and went, okay, like here's what best practices are for the key social media channels I'm on. Um, at the time that those were the best practices. Okay, what do I want to send down? What do I want to do? I think um, the boring things are where a lot of people struggle. So Karen would be interested. Um, Not my only issue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Well, we need to, I I really do think we need to not be too hard on ourselves. Like one of the things that I like about because I'm a small business and I work with other small businesses, I'm like, I know. Like, cause I think I see like some of the stuff that comes out from bigger marketing agencies and they're like, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing this. And I'm like, well, uh, yeah, technically, but how can we create like shortcuts? Because I'm not going to do all of those things. and not going to build a team to do all of those things. So how can I be smart about this and still get the results I want to get? <laughs> that's kind of, that's the strategy part, right? But having a few things that you're like, Okay, these are the things I do every week for the next four weeks. And then I'm going to look back at that. And this is a continued improvement piece. Then I'm going to look back at that and go, okay, what actually worked what didn't work other things that i just want to take off like so for instance again i keep bringing up tiktok tiktok is an experiment for me it takes me about an extra five minutes to put something on tiktok three times a week with my current processes so i'm like that's cool i haven't got heaps of followers i've got like 29 followers or something but each video gets about 130 to 200 views on tiktok and it's so my you know following is is growing slowly um, but the other thing I noticed is my podcasts tend to do better when I post on TikTok. I can't actually track it, unfortunately, because I've got an iPhone um, and on iPhone, TikTok doesn't have like a link. Um, you only have like YouTube. So I'm kind of like, it's an experiment that I can't track great at the moment. If I had to let something go, I'd probably let that go. Um, but it's it's not that much effort. So I think it's it's sort of looking at, okay what has been you know like I could quote all of those stats. this is what's happened, this is what's going on, this is what I'm getting, this is what I'm observing, this is what I'm seeing. So with that information, what do I want to do based on that? How does that inform my decision for my next month and what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do there um, but yeah, I think I feel like the the theme from my <laughs> my live stream today is almost like um, don't be too hard on yourself, but at the same time like, don't go too easy on yourself either. Like the the things I think that we we have to do is that we have to have a voice. We owe it to, if we've got a cause, we owe it to the cause that we're advocating for. If it's a business and we're helping people, then it's like, well, you owe it to the people that you can help um, getting into that mindset of understanding that what you have is a gift. I mean, I end every podcast saying until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. And I truly believe that. I truly think that if we all hone in on like what we're passionate about and our sort of like, people say like that cliche thing of genius zone, but like that, this is what I can bring to the world. We have to talk about it, you know, and there is a lot of junk out there, but the people who you resonate with will see that, right? So like here, I'm on this live stream, I'll get off this live stream, there might be like 10 views, there might be 40 views, probably won't be hundreds of views, probably won't be thousands of views, but that's okay because I got to have a conversation with Karen I got to have a conversation with Darren oh that's interesting your your name's rhyme. I just realized Uh, I got to answer some questions that people have been asking me that I hadn't gotten back to them about yet Uh, I got to discover some things for myself as well so it's like that has meaning in it and I think what can happen is we kind of go unless like it can be really big or you know I'm gonna have to be too promotional so I'm not gonna do it what I think about it is like this medium just gives us another way to reach the people who we want to help or to reach the people who can help us as well, who want to help us and connect, you know? So I think about when I'm talking to teams and sort of training teams on how to like put content out there, because especially like a lot of virtual assistant teams, they're like, you know, it can be so humdrum and they can feel like they're just churning and grinding. And I'm like, let's come back to the purpose. Why are we doing this? Every time you send a message, every time you post something, even if that helps one person, you're you're affecting one person's life. How amazing is that? That's what we get to do in today's society with the technology that we have. That's what we get to do in marketing. (laughs) But we're marketing for the right reasons, you know. So for me, I kind of like that. I think it's Seth Godin who said like ethical marketing. Like there is an ethical way to do this. If you're truly providing value, then there's no reason to not put it out into the world. Um, yeah, I think I'll probably finish up there in case, unless there's any other, other questions. But in that sense, I think we have to hold ourselves accountable or get someone to, to hold us accountable, which is part of what I do. Um, but also we're all doing the best we can. So it's like this sort of weird paradox. We're doing the best we can, but we could do better. But if we don't acknowledge that we're doing the best we can and that we have come a long way, it's very hard to have the motivation to continue to improve and do better as well. Um, Thanks so much, Karen, and thanks so much, Darren and Ricardo and sorry, Shamima. And who was the other person? Oh, I didn't get to that last question. There was a question from, uh, Deva Raja as well, which I'm gonna leave. I'll, I'll leave that for another time. This is my last, uh, LinkedIn live stream for a couple of weeks, but I will be around because <laughs> I'm following my own advice. I have a content bank. I'll be on LinkedIn sort of posting stuff. Um, Thanks so much to everyone who tuned in. And if you're watching this on the replay, obviously ask your questions in the comments below, I'm working till the end of today and possibly the weekend before I have a break. So any questions that I can answer, happy to do that as well. All right, guys, um, have a great Friday. Happy Friday and um, yeah, I'll see you all in a couple of weeks. All right, so that's it from me for the next couple of weeks in terms of live streams and Monday motivation episodes and stuff, but I have got a super awesome lineup of content. I almost don't want to tell you what it is, but look, I will tell you because you listened all the way to the end. So all right, here's a little little sneak peek at what we got coming up. So on Monday, I'm sharing my interview with Ronan Walsh, and we're going to be talking SEO. I did an episode uh, recently, an SEO episode with Yatharth Thakur, and people loved it. So I'm going to do another, share another interview. Um, this is really great. Ronan goes into a lot of detail. He also has an amazing Irish accent. Uh, Wednesday is going to be my episode with Kylie Stone. Super motivational episode absolutely love chatting with Kylie, who actually has her own podcast as well called The Uncharted Leader. Kylie is all about igniting your passion. So that's going to be awesome. And then on Friday, I'm sharing my, another podcaster actually interview. So interview with a podcast. I do love interviewing other podcasters. Uh, Darren Moffat, who has a podcast called Nerds of Business. Highly, highly recommend checking that out. And we're talking about how to grow your podcast audience, like how to do it like the right way. Not like, you know, when you get like those messages. So for podcasters listening, you would have got those messages from like people on Fiverr and stuff being like, I can pr- promote your podcast. And it's like, doesn't actually go to anyone who you really needed to go to, to grow your brand. So we're talking about that. We're talking about podcasting for your business. So this isn't about hobby podcasts and how to grow Um, your podcast effectively so that's awesome that'll be on Friday and then the following week I've got my interview with Louise Karsh who talks about how to find the right name for your business Uh, we go into like soundscapes and neuroscience and how the the name of your business can make you millions of dollars why that's the case why that's so important Um, And then Wednesday week, so the following Wednesday, we're talking about storytelling for social impact. So really excited about sharing that one. That's with Dylan Hall. And then Friday, the Friday before I get back, we're talking about networking and the future of networking with Christine Smith. So that will be an awesome episode as well. So plenty of good stuff lined up for you while I'm away. I hope you enjoy it. Until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. How should you plan for when your home becomes too small or when the next one gets too big? At Sandy Spring Bank, we're here to help create personalized solutions for financing your home loan, whether it's a new home or refinance, renovation or addition, fixer-upper or new build. Banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your mortgage. Visit sandyspringbank.com mortgage. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Equal housing lender.